You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And it is Tech Fan Podcast 240. I'm back. Yay. I'm Tim Robertson. Hey. He's David Cohen. <laughs> you didn't get caught in, the, in Snowmageddon. Mm, that was pretty much the East Coast. Uh, yeah. I'm more the Midwest, even though I'm on the East Coast time zone. Right. It gets weird. But, but you were traveling. I wonder whether you'd have been caught by airports being closed or flights being diverted. Or Well, I can say, um, because I've done, you know, I, I went to two different places since the last time we recorded a tech fan. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a long time ago, but I mean, it just happened. So yeah. I raced a snowstorm uh, from home to the Detroit airport the night before my flight. So I actually went to Detroit the night before and stayed in a hotel like a mile down the road from the airport. Yeah. And it was a good thing I did because within 15 minutes of getting to the airport, we just started getting hammered or Mm -hmm. to the hotel. We got hammered by snow and it was following me all the way. If I would have had to stop once to pee, I'd have been screwed. Right. And, uh, but other than that, no, uh, there was a lot of canceled flights. That was the flight going down to Orlando. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming back from L.A., you know, all you're hearing about is all these canceled flights and snowstorm of the century and D.C. is buried under snow and blah, blah, blah. But no, I no problem. Yeah. Good. That's what we like to hear. Mm, better news than what Owen had last week's show. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of unreal, really. You know, because I – obviously, I'd, I'd – he, the, we were going to record the week before, and uh, then he said, look, I've got to go and have this operation. So I, I kind of assumed he wouldn't be able to make it. But I thought it was, you know, maybe he's going for a nose job or... A nose you know, job. Kind of, you know, you know I, normally when somebody says, oh, I'm just going for an operation, and they don't kind of make a big deal of it, you, you seem that, you know, they're going to have a mole removed or something that's no kind of, you know, not major something pretty minor they've got a his was a pretty major or something like that and and then he says oh yeah and and my bicep was kind of hanging out my arm and you know it was all kind of crazy yeah so i hope he's i hope he's feeling better and i hope his recovery is progressing well according to what i've seen him write to other people on facebook um it is so he's good. getting better so that's a good thing and uh, you know all positive thoughts going out your way on Absolutely. I haven't finished that whole episode. I've got about a quarter of the way through it. And then we've been driving my wife's truck the whole week. And the problem with driving my wife's truck is there's no way to hook up my iPhone to listen to podcasts in there. Right. So I'll finish listening to that tomorrow when I drive to Chicago. Well, we talked a lot about cars, uh, particularly the electric car, later in the episode. Yeah, I know. I saw from yeah. the show notes, and I, I want to hear that discussion. I'm interested. Yeah, it was good. And actually, what I did... Um, this week is uh, I had uh, I took my son on a trip on Tuesday, and uh, we decided to take the electric car. It was about uh, probably uh, 100 miles each way, so you know not a, not a short trip, and certainly well beyond the range of the car. Uh, and it's the first time I've done a long trip in it. And um, you know, yeah, it was a, if, <laughs> when we arrived where we were going, some people were meeting us there. And when we pulled into the car park, they didn't know what we were driving. And apparently, one of them said to the other, "said Oh, that can't be them because um, there's no way they could have got all the way here for, in an electric car." Uh, <laughs> and then we got out of the car, and so they were uh, they were very surprised. And um, yeah, it all went pretty well. But it was one of those things where the trip went well, but then something goes wrong on the way, and you kind of uh, well, I got. 
uh, I was driving on a um, here, here we call them an, an A road so this is not the highway but this is like a two way yeah. fairly high speed road we yeah. call it, we well technically high what we call highways here are technically freeways yeah. and the highways are what used to be considered a freeway if you will back before the United States built the you know interstate so this is the same thing. This yeah. is not the what, we, the what you call a freeway. We call a motorway. Right. Uh, and it's the road below that. And it's the what were the fast roads before motorways came. Exactly. Uh, and there was a truck coming the other way. And it, there was a piece of debris or something in the road. And it kind of flung it up and kind of the, uh, the, this thing bounced off the side of my car as we went past. Nice. Uh, I kind of didn't think anything of it. But then when I got out, I realized that actually it's put some fairly chunky scratches all the way down the side of my car. Which oh, is, goody. Really irritating because they're not the, they're the, it's just on the edge of there's no dents so it's not like replace a panel and it's probably not even respray a panel but they're the sort of things that you can't really touch up yourself you need to have somebody yeah that's you, what I you mean, get insurance for yeah yeah I know but um, I've I've already had a couple of insurance claims on this car in the last year so um, mm. I'm kind of annoyed about going thinking about going through the insurance but they're the sort of things where if I try and touch them up myself I know they're going to look horrible. So um, yeah, someone might be able to buff them out. Yeah, I need to clean the car up and have a have a good go on them. But you know, it's time and it's effort, and, mm. and you know, it's just you're lazy you know, like me. Well, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just <laughs> I have very little time. I hear you. you know? I'm just yeah, messing with you. We're talking about anything that's more than thirty minutes effort is kind of a big time suck because basically you lose the whole block of time within that. You know, if if it's an hour, then effectively you lose a whole morning. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean, and I, and if I it's do. an hour and it's you do it after lunch, then you might you've written off the whole afternoon because you're not going to be able to do anything else. So and and that's kind of a, the annoying bit because you know it's it's not an hour, it's not even two hours. It's you know, and if it takes me two hours, then I've written off a whole day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I <laughs> so, know how that uh, goes. And, you know, and and it's getting also getting around to it because we're uh, weekend after next we're we're going to Florida for a couple of weeks. So, um, and and of course that means next week we'll probably be getting packed up and ready and that means that i won't have a lot of time and so it's just all hassle uh and um yeah that was that was annoying but what was it even more annoying and this is car related as well but this is also tech related and this is also manufacturer cheaping out related <laughs> i got up this morning and i found i had a flat tire in my car and um do you have what most of us who who are older than kind of 25, 30 consider to be a vital piece of equipment on your car. Do you have a spare wheel? Yes, of course. Does your wife's truck have a spare wheel? Sure. Right. My car does not have a spare wheel. Really? Not even a little donut thing? Not even a little donut thing. What is provided? And I've since found out this is apparently de rigueur in the UK car industry nowadays. What is provided is a little compressor and a can of sealant. <laughs> no jack, so I can't take the wheel off. Well, so that's, and this is the leaf. This is the leaf. So but the leaf does not have a spare tire. doesn't have a spare wheel. You, spare you put tire. this goo in it. And a little air pump it's and hope for the best. I think it's called, it's called a Conti Mobility Kit from Continental Tires. And basically, it's a compressor, and you, you screw this can of um, gunk yeah. into the compressor. Which, and, then it, 
And that's fine if you just have a nail. You just get a nail and you pull it out and yeah. you get a little and then but the it, thing it, is if you, if you have a nail you probably are going to drive the car to somewhere and get it fixed. You're not going to do it yourself at the roadside. Yeah, and mostly the only way you'd know you'd have a nail is when the tire completely goes down. Right. You know? At which point with the gunk you're screwed anyway. So what happened is I had a nail. I didn't know I had a nail because I couldn't really see it on the car. But I plug in the compressor, plug it into the um, into the uh, cigarette lighter in the car, put the gunk on, plug it all in, run it for 10 minutes, says don't run it for more than 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, nothing has changed. Wow, I see. You had a bigger think, nail. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking, what the hell do I do now? So, because um, I, I, there's no jack in the car. And, the, and I looked through the manual. It doesn't even mention the jacking points. So, effectively, I'm stuck. Because I've got another car. I'm thinking, well, I can jack the car up. I can take the wheel off. I can take it down to the tire shop and get it fixed. But I can't do that because I can't get the tire off because I can't lift the car up. Wow. Yeah? That's a stupid I, design. This, <laughs> I understand you know, that they probably think it's an electric, electric car. They want to save uh, weight. Um, and, and it's a leaf, so it's small. So you, space is a premium, but really, no, no spare tire. The thing is, is that is that I've looked online this afternoon, uh, and basically most cars sold in the UK now are in the same thing. And I even found one guy; he's got an Aston Martin, an Aston Martin DB9, which is a seventy-five thousand pound car. Yeah, but let's be honest: if you're in a, a, a if you're an Aston Martin, you're not out there changing your own tire, anyways. Well, Come you know on. what. If you're by the side of the road, on you the either you you destroy it, and then you you pull out your pistol and you still shoot it. You know the <laughs> WWF wrestler that's coming after you. I was, I think, pretty much any car owner when they need to be able to fix something and they can't fix it the way everyone else normally fixes it because the manufacturer has changed it to something that is nowhere near as good. It's going to be pretty ticked off. Yeah, they're they're saving a lot of money not putting the spare tire in. Thanks, that's appreciated. <laughs> Well, so I anyway, I, I so I start calling around. You can get these places that will come and do a, a, a wheel in your on your driveway now. Sure, they'll and fix it and everything like that. Do you think any of them work on a Sunday? No, they're all going. Well, oh, we can come out tomorrow. Well, they could today if we you want to spend three hundred dollars. No, no, none of these were, were even working. Really, all of the ones I spoke to weren't working. Hmm. Um, and uh, they said, "Oh yeah, no, we can come up first thing tomorrow morning." I said, "Oh hey, yeah, I need to be at work first thing tomorrow morning." And I can't drive the car anywhere. Eventually, I called um, Nissan's recovery. You know, I get recovery as part of the uh, three-year warranty on the car. And they're obviously useless because they didn't – I thought they would quibble. They, they just – I said, look, flat tire, I've done the gunk thing. Uh, it's not made any difference. They said, yeah, we'll get somebody out to you. Um, and they looked up where I was, and they said, oh, yeah, there's a tire repair shop about two miles from you. We'll get a flatbed to you, and they'll take you there and get it fixed. Well, so at least that's, that's something, but still. Well, it is. But here's the other thing, the double whammy in this story, is that I've used the gunk now. Yeah, you don't have the gunk anymore. I don't have the gunk anymore. How much do you think it costs to replace the gunk? Uh, if I had to guess, because it's it comes from the manufacturer, $35. Yeah, about £25, so you're exactly on the money, which is a third of the price of a new tire. Yeah. Yeah. But they have this thing, at least here in the United States, they have this thing called Fix-A-Flat. It comes in a can, it's got a tube... You, you, yeah, we have that here too. Yeah. I don't know whether that's good enough. It, usually, that will work with a nail. I've used that in the past with a nail, and it got me to a tire place to, you know, patch it. 
Mm-hmm. I I go to this place called uh, Bell Tire. That's why I bought the the tires for the Honda about three years ago, and I've had a couple flats in the car, and they've all been nail related. I'm kind of worried that you know I just got my roof done and it was winter time, and I'm. Yeah. Julie and Brittany have found some nails in the driveway, which kind of worry me. Yeah, because the place we live is newly built, Mm -hmm. and they're also building across the road. I mean, this is the second It's probably where you picked it up. Yeah, this is the second tire I've had, and um, Leanne's car also had had a a slow leak in it that was patched, but same same deal. It was a screw in it. But the thing is, this this one was... There was no way this could have been patched anyway. This was right on the edge of the of the tread, um, and they won't they won't patch them there. No, they can't. They so, can't. Uh, but yeah. this belt tire, every time I've gone up there, they've got me right in, right out, never charged me a dime. That's Very good customer good. service, you know. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're, this tire place near me, it's Quick Fit, a national chain. So, um, so it's belt tire. So, so they. <laughs> in fact, one of the guys said to me, said, wow, man, you've been pretty unlucky the last few months because he's recognizing me now. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> you're going to be on a first name basis soon enough. Yeah, I said, said so, yeah, hey, how's Leanne? Probably see you in about six weeks. How, how, and he how, went, I hope not. <laughs> how's, how's Alexander doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I really could not. That I I thought at the very least it'd be a jack. And look. I'd rather have a jack and no spare tire than. <laughs> well, so that you I mean? can at least take it off and go somewhere. But yeah. if you don't have a jack. Then you don't even have the tool to bust the nuts. Yeah. Oh wow. no. And the, there is the, here's the thing. There is a locking wheel nut because I have alloy wheels on, mm-hmm. and there is a um, there is a, a spanner for taking the thing off. But there's no jack. That's re- that's wow. <laughs> yeah. You know that's now, ridiculous. I, I hear everyone saying, "Well, what, what are you talking about?" Now you know you can go out and buy a jack. But yeah, there's nowhere to put a jack. So I've got to have the thing floating around my my. Oh, it's it's crazy. Just buy some good magnets. <laughs> Stick it up underneath it. You'll be fine. I just, uh, I was, I was stunned. That's so, that's crazy. That was my day, and and sure enough, that's taking my whole day up. So, <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So yeah, it's uh, you know, I a couple episodes ago I was talking about uh, Amazon sent me the new Kindle Fire HD eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm halfway done writing my review of it for MyMac.com. And a lot of the review, quite honestly, is comparing it to the H, uh, the uh, Fire HD 7 mm-hmm. that came out a year before. And I went back and I read my review, but I didn't actually start using the HD 7. But as I'm writing this review for the HDA, I kept thinking... You know what? The more I look at these specs, especially the screen, it doesn't say it's a 16 by 9 widescreen. It just says widescreen, but it doesn't say, you know. So I launch a couple of videos, and sure enough, it puts the black bars in it still. Mm-hmm. But it is an 8-inch screen, and the HD7 is a 7-inch screen. But the HD7 has more pixels per inch. It's like 216 compared to, or 226 compared to 192. Yeah. But then I, I, so I broke out my, uh, my older one and I started using that and I was doing comparison tests back and forth, back and forth. You know what? I kind of like the HD seven better. 
Yeah. And I'm going to have to completely stop writing this review as it is and completely rewrite it, which I hate doing. Mm. But I can't see any benefit for the new Kindle Fire over the the previous model. None. Does the new one have? Does the new one support uh, have an SD card slot? That's the only one. That's so, that's, so that's, that's, that's the that's one cool. thing. And I have yeah. run, uh, run up against, and I talked about it on the show. I, I ran up mm. against a problem with the HD seven in that. I completely filled it up. I don't know how it happened, but it did. Probably an update that pushed automatically. And uh, I couldn't log in. It wouldn't let me join my network. And then it wouldn't let me log in because I couldn't join the network. So I couldn't delete anything off of it. It was just a vicious cycle. I had to reset the whole device, which isn't a big deal, but it kind of is. Um, And it is thinner. Yeah. if you filled it up, then that is a big deal because then you it can is. restore all that stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's an hour of downloading crap. Yeah. And not all the crap, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But all told, I kind of like, there's, there's other than the storage, there's no reason to update. If you've been using a fire HD seven for a year now and you're happy with it and you haven't come across the problem of filling it up, there's no reason to buy a new one. Well, I'll tell you, I bought the um, the cheap one, the fifty dollar one. You know, that's what the six inch screen. Uh, no, I think that's a seven as well. That's a seven inch screen. No, I don't think so. I think that's a six inch screen. I thought it was a. I'm pretty I sure I got it up here. Uh, it was on sale uh, for Prime members for one day here in the UK, so it reduced it from fifty pounds to forty pounds. And I thought, oh, forty pounds, I can sling that in my bag and just have a video player. So I uh, I bought it and I have to say I really like it. I really like it. Uh, let's have a look here now. Yeah, I'm pulling it. Seven up inch so. screen. Yep, you're right. Seven inch, yeah. And it's fifty bucks here right now. Yeah. So I paid. It's fifty pounds here. Yeah. So, so it'd be what seventy dollars. Yeah. Seventy dollars, seventy five dollars maybe. Uh, as I say, I paid forty for mine because it was reduced for a day. So um, I've I tell you for for not very much money, this is. I think it's pretty damn good. No, it's it's fast, it's responsive. It's got the same processor as the year ago uh, one that I've got, but yeah. it's got a um, a crappier screen, 1024 by 600 instead of 800. Yeah. And it's but really, got, for the sort of stuff you want to use on this sort of yeah, this sort of tablet, fun. Doesn't, it's, it's actually pretty good. It's IPS, so it's got good viewing angles. Yeah, the Fire HD resolution. 6 is the one I was thinking of. Right. Which I don't understand. It's $99. Mm. That's kind of weird. Okay, so I'm looking at the Caparifier tablets, right? The yeah. base model, new, is the uh, Kindle Fire 7-inch screen, mm-hmm. 50 bucks. The Fire HD 6 has a 6-inch screen, but it does have 252 PPI over 171. So it's got a better screen, no question. Got it, yeah. Now the Iris. new the one that I'm reviewing the Fire HD8 only has 189 PPI, 1260 mm. by 800. Huh. Yeah. And then the the 10 inch model has 1280 by 800, at 149 PPI. Yeah. Wow, 10 inch one sucks. Yeah, I mean you're getting a whole lot less pixels per inch at the same resolution as a Fire HD8. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at all three of these, and if I was going to go buy one, you know what, David? I think I'd buy the one you got. Yeah. 
It's got a little I bit slower processor, 1.3 compared to 1.5, but that's going to – it's nothing. No. I I, th- I do think it's a sweet spot, the range. Um, so it's got a mono speaker, but who cares? Yeah. No exactly. expandable uh, hard drive no. space. Uh, no, the base one does. The base one takes SD, micro SD. Um, no, it just says no, it 8 does. gigabytes. Uh, eight gigabytes expandable up to one twenty-eight gig. I know it. I know oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Put yeah, a yeah. card in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I put a thirty-two gig in card in mine. I so. think you've got the better and one. Soon, yeah, and as soon as you do that, the OS says, "Do you want everything to go on the card? Yes or no?" And then everything goes on the card. Whereas in and standard Android, you kind of have to fiddle around with it to make it do that. Um, it, it, I tell you, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice for well, the money. I, you know, one of the things that I was dinging this uh, Fire HD8 for was the camera. It's just terrible. I actually yeah, broke out my iPhone 4. Not even a yeah. 4S, a 4. And the iPhone 4, which came out in 2010, takes better pictures. That's unacceptable. Uh, I've, I've not tried the camera on mine. It's but bad, dude. I'm sure it's It's the same one. I'm looking at the, at the specs. Yeah. It's exactly the same. They put the same camera in all of them, except... Yours is a two megapixel and mine's a five megapixel. So yours is actually much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's it's horrible. I mean, I take yeah, a picture that- in decently lighted room and it's pixelated as hell. It's just grainy. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. bad. But having said that, if you're buying it for a kid who 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 is just going to be happy with the capability of taking cameras and uh, taking pictures and doesn't care about the quality, they're going to be happy with it. Um, you know, you, you, they've got to I'd re- put it this way: on a device like this, if they cut corners, I'd much rather they cut corners on the camera than anywhere else. You know, because that's the thing yeah, you can choose. Because who cares? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because that's the thing you can choose whether to use or not. Whereas the screen, you you always have to use it. The build quality, you always have to use it. The memory, you always have to use it. So they're going to cut corners. Cut corners on the things where. And most people to use. have a smartphone now that has probably a much better camera, and that's with you all the time anyway. But still, but still, as a reviewer, as someone who's a tech enthusiast, hell, who has a show called Tech Fan, um, I, I expect a little bit more for a product in 2016 than yeah. technology well, that doesn't even yeah. compare to six-year-old iPhone. I mean, C- certainly on the on the more expensive ones, I, yeah. I'm really prepared to give them a pass on the cheap one because it is so cheap. Yeah, but this one, um, the one I'm reviewing, is 150 yeah. bucks. Yeah, well, there there it's harder to quantify because, you know, that's the sort of money where you could say, well, I could buy an iPad that's a few years old, an iPad mini, and it would be much, much better. Much better. So, yeah. Um, So there becomes difficult. Yep. But all that being said, to be fair, I still do like the Kindle Fire HDs. I I Mm -hmm. like the 8 and I like the 7. But I have both. I'll eventually just keep using the the eight because it's got the SD card slot, micro SD card slot. Yep. But you know, if 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 it came to I, I need to go buy one of these, I would look at the sevens, or mm-hmm. I would look at the one you bought for fifty bucks. That's yeah. I think that's the sweet spot right there. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I could buy three of those. Yeah. And give one to. You know, one to to Brooke and one to Cole, and they would be happy. They'd have their own little tablet, and well, they do have a kid edition as well. But it, it costs yeah. like a hundred bucks. 
Yeah, the kid edition is is basically for that you're getting the the insurance, so they'll replace it, no questions asked, and yeah. a case. It's not great value for money. No, I've looked um, at it and I'm like, yeah, I would just give them the fifty dollar one and and turn off Wi-Fi if I don't want them to get online with it. Yeah, I look at the economics of this though. Oh, that's another thing as well. They have much better parental controls than Apple does. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, the, the, the really great thing that Amazon's starting to get now is they've got a very strong ecosystem. For kids. And, it, the, and the device is very well integrated with it. I mean, it's really quite seamless. Um, it's the sort of thing that, from a cloud point of view, Apple wishes it did, because <laughs> it's much better than Apple's cloud services. It um, is, but the OS, unfortunately, is still Android. Um, it it is sandboxed in Amazon's ecosystem. And by that, I mean, you can't have Google play. Uh, the biggest drawback for me as, as somebody who would maybe want to use this over my iPad or my iPhone six plus, uh, there's no Google apps at all on it. Now, I don't know if that's Amazon and Google don't like each other and, and Amazon won't let those products on there which doesn't make sense because they allow Netflix and that's their biggest competitor when it comes to streaming content and original online content and Hulu and all that. But there's no Chrome. There's no Gmail. Um, I, there's no YouTube app. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why yeah, those aren't on here. I, I, I look at that and I assume that Amazon has plans to do their own things of those. For some yeah. Point. But here's the thing. YouTube is the standard of where you go watch quick videos. It's just, it is whether you like it or not, whether you like Google or not, YouTube is its own thing. And with the Kindle fire, you have to use Amazon's pretty crappy, to be honest, browser to go and, and view YouTube videos. And it's just not an ideal situation. Yeah. So, but still yeah. 50 bucks, 150 bucks. It's, I mean, it's, it's less, it's less than the cost of a, of a, their Kindle e-readers. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's hard to understand how the economics that work. Yeah. But yeah, if really you're is. a heavy book reader for me, the Kindle fire or the, uh, the Kindle white and the Kindle paper, are so far superior for reading. Yeah. I mean, it, there's I no comparison. I completely agree. But the thing is, at this price, you can have both of them for less than you pay for competitive products. That's true. That's that's the thing. You know, you can get the base Kindle and the uh, and one of these, and you're kind of you really are set up. And I, I think that's a it's a pretty powerful proposition from Amazon. It really is. I think um, you know, I, I really was pleasantly surprised. I was kind of expecting the. You know, this this device to be adequate, nothing more. It's actually better than adequate. Would I want to trade off off an iPad to use it full time? No. But you know, if uh, if I if somebody came to me and said, "Oh, I want a tablet and I don't want to spend a lot of money," I would not hesitate to recommend one of these, and I would not feel that they were getting a like a bum deal for being cheap. You know, there might be a, a really cool ecosystem to make cases for the six inch Fire. Mm-hmm for permanently mounting one or a, a quick mount on a wall. So yeah. when you're in the bathroom, there's just yep. one sitting in there waiting just for you. That. There's yep. one in the kitchen and maybe there's one in your bedroom. So you've got mm. three of them, 150 bucks plus this little, I mean the case, this little stand would have to be plugged in, which could be an issue in the bathroom, especially. Um, but it just, it goes right on the wall. Your little, Kindle slides right into it. It's always charged. You go in the bathroom. Oh, you forgot to bring something to, to read because you're going to be in there a while now. <laughs> Reach up, pull off the Kindle. There you go. 
You know, you're yeah. in the kitchen, and how did I make that again? Well, the Kindle's right there. Yeah. You're in your bedroom. You just lay down. You're not as tired as you thought you were. You want to read. Left the, the iPad downstairs. Well, your Kindle's sitting right there on the nightstand, charged, ready to go. And, of course, you're, okay. reading, you're reading your content on a Kindle, so all your content is synced. So you pick it up. You, you, you launch that book, and it picks up right where you left off. You are breaking up really bad, David, so let's take a quick break, give David a chance to restart his Skype, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchot, host of the Let's Talk Photography podcast. Each month I gather together a panel of photographers and we chat about a theme related to the art and craft of photography. It's not about the gear. It's about making better photos regardless of your camera. Listen and subscribe at www.lets-talk.ie. Back here on Tech Fan Podcast, we would love feedback from you. The easiest way to do so is to send us an email, the show at techfanpodcast.com, T-H-E-S-H-O-W at techfanpodcast.com. Of course, David, they could always go to our website, which is techfanpodcast.com. They could also go to mymac.com because we post every episode there. And uh, we're on the Twitter and Facebook. So we would love to get feedback from you, and uh, we can further our discussions. Uh, of course, we've had an erratic schedule the last couple of weeks, so we don't have any right now to uh, to talk about. But David is having Internet problems, so this might be a, a shorter show than usual, David. If your audio uh, just starts going really bad, we'll just wrap it up. Yeah. You know what, though? I, I wonder if my second tech problem of the week might be contributing to this. Uh-oh, let's hear it. <laughs> I, um, I, I walked right into something this week, and after I did it, I thought, oh, I'm such an idiot. So I bought a new iPad Pro. Okay? I've been looking to get one for a while, and I'm going to the States a couple of weeks, so I was planning to get one there. But then I found out that here in the UK, for, uh, if you get one from a carrier, you can actually get it uh, effectively interest-free you basically pay for your contract um and they spread the cost of the ipad over the 24 months of contract which makes it very reasonable and they've got a 10 gig uh, cellular contract to go with the uh, ipad pro and effectively i'm paying sort of 12 pounds a month for that contract hmm. and then the rest is the interest payment is a interest-free payment on the ipad so it's very very reasonable spread over two years so i figured what the hell so i did it and I'm setting it all up, and you know that thing where um, uh, there's something about the current version of iOS that rather that you restore everything to it, and then you put your um, Apple ID in, and basically every single background service on the iPad, when it when it tries to connect, it asks for the ID again. Yep. Yeah. So you have that thing where for about four or five days, the thing is constantly asking you for your Apple ID over and over again. So I'm going through this pain, um, and pain is certainly what it is. It sucks. Apple, I gave it to you once. You know it's me. Take it as red that I am who I am and just stop bugging me. Yes, I don't understand um, that either. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It's every single – you can tell from some of the dialogues that basically it's a different background service has started up and it wants to check it again. So at the same time this happens, I get an email purportedly from apple saying oh you need to uh, verify information about your apple id and this is something that you're used to because you get this all the time if you get a new device it often says oh you've got to go into your account and confirm your credit card details and all that so like a sucker 
I click on the link and I log in with my Apple ID and I get to the next page and I start filling it through and then I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Apple is not asking me to confirm my ID. They're asking me pretty much every single piece of information associated with my account, all from scratch. And then I look at the URL and thought, oh, damn, it's a, it's a scamming mail, isn't it? And I've just given them <laughs> my Apple ID. Yep, right. you did. So I have five minutes of loudly slapping myself on the forehead for being such an idiot. And, of course, then I immediately bob up to Apple and I change my Apple ID um, password my, so to a new one so that whoever's scammed my stuff now does not have anything from me. Cool. So I've immediately changed the valid password I've given them. However, I've now taken that problem I just told you about and I've spread it across all my devices because now none of them know my correct Apple ID. Right, so now you got to so go on and change a password well, on everything. Everything is constantly asking me for my flipping password, and it's driving me up the wall. Because every time you think, right, I've got them all now, then something else happens, you know? And, th- and then there are things that don't work. I tried to use my Apple Watch the other day to use Apple Pay, and I got uh, a declined now, I don't know that's that's because I didn't use my watch right, I didn't hold it in the right pace, the reader or something like that, or whether it's in fact I've got to reset up all my Apple Pay on my watch because I've changed my Apple ID password. I don't know. And, you know, I just, at this point, I'm starting, I wish Apple did all this stuff better. I love the services they have, and I love it when they work, but when they go but wrong... that's the problem. They don't work. Apple has sucked. I, I, this is a repeating theme of mine, and I understand it, and I hope people don't think I'm just bashing here, but Apple services is the worst part of the company, and it's the one aspect now that you just have to get right. You can't keep doing it half-assed, and yeah. uh, Google does it a thousand times better than Apple. No question. <laughs> Amazon does it so much better than Apple. All my Kindle stuff, perfect. Works every single time. I I don't have to enter in a whole bunch of crap multiple times. Hell, if you go buy a Kindle, you've already got an account. You're you're a Prime member. If you go buy a Kindle when you get it, it's already in your name. Same thing with the Fire TVs. It's already in your name. It's ridiculous. And and if you need to reset one or you add an extra device, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's, it's you nothing. You put your password in once and then everything appears. And that's the way it should be. Yep. And that's the, what Apple should be able to do and they can't. They can't do it. And it sucks. Yeah. It, it's just and, terrible and, service. It is. You can't help, you can't help feeling when they, with all these different passwords because each different part of the company that wrote that bit of software said, right, well, I've got to check the Apple Day ID and I better do it myself. Better not let anyone else do it for me. And you end up with this lousy experience, and it's terrible. It, it is. Really it is, is just terrible. Absolutely. And, and while we're bashing Apple, I hit my third tech disaster of the week, and my final one. Well, the fourth um, one would be was, your internet connection today, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I think I think the problem is my MacBook here keeps asking for my Apple ID because I haven't used this since last week when it's changed. And the problem is I enter the password here and it just sits there spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. So mm. it, to, to actually log on and date the ID, it takes it flipping ages. And I think the problem is in the background, it keeps going to do that and it's sucking on my bandwidth up. Could be. So, you know. Uh, but then what happened the other day? I'm using my Mac Pro at work and all of a sudden Safari goes crazy. Can't type anything in the URL bar. Um, I can't search anything, and I'm typing stuff in, I'm typing proper URLs and everything, hit return, nothing happens. 
eventually I start using Chrome, and I figure I've got malware. I thought maybe I've downloaded something dodgy, maybe there's been a drive-by exploit, something like this. So I start troubleshooting it. I download malware bytes and run it on my Mac. I even downloaded Avast, which is a free antivirus program, start running that on the Mac. I've been fooling around this for an hour when I should have been working. Yep. Then I get a text message from my wife saying, I've just seen on Sky News, apparently uh, Apple's got a worldwide, worldwide outage at the moment. Yep. And it turns out Safari was off for everybody. Yep. I don't understand how Safari for everybody just started crashing. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, I was getting I was getting ghosts in my um, URL bar. So you'd start typing something, it'd appear twice. It was it really looked like the whole thing had gone completely up the river. And anyway, I got the text, read the story, saw that it was to do with the smart filling. You know where it populates what you're searching for ahead of time so i went in and turned that off and immediately safari started working again yeah it's crazy and and, and i I was joking to people at work i said it was the day after apple's results i said you know what johnny and tim had a few whiskeys in in tim's office last night you gotta wonder i tell you they were having a debate about who was more important to apple who had more power apple johnny was going uh, you know, well, yeah, I design everything. You know, I, I'm Sir Johnny Ive, and, and Tim's going, yeah, but you know what? You know what, Johnny? I could, I could turn everyone's Safari off right here, and he's going, and Johnny's going, do it, do it, do it, and he presses the button, and then he realizes he doesn't know how to undo it, and they're going, yeah, don't tell anyone, don't tell, we'll just pretend it's a bug. You know, it didn't really affect me because I use uh, Chrome. I do use yeah. Safari with facebook on my iphone and my ipad because i made a web app because i got rid of the the facebook app because it's a battery resource hog it's just a piece of junk bloatware Uh, of course i can't upload videos now but i don't care because i'm not going to anyways um but still i i i've been using chrome for a long time and it just works and safari is such a piece of crap here's here's how bad safari is i went into my mac and I deleted just a ton of bookmarks, just a ton for uh, a lot of it was like my IP cameras when I was working at Mac specialist. And I just wanted to pop in and see if someone was actually breaking into the store. So I still had all those uh, bookmarks. So I delete them all. I completely clean it up. I quit Safari two days later. I launched Safari. They're all back, but they're not just all back. Now they've been duplicated. Now I've got two of everything. So I go back in. I delete them all again. I launch, relaunch Safari. It looks fine. I go to my iPhone. Nope, they're all still there, and they're duplicates now. So then I quit Safari on the iPhone. I go back to the Mac, and they're all back. And now there's triples. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Am I getting well, punked this- by Apple? This is, I mean, this is normally the reason I use Safari is because of the, um, the syncing. The syncing. Right, but and, it doesn't also work. because I can browse something on my iPad and then go to my Mac at work. I can actually see what I was browsing yep. in a list and click on it. And that's the reason why I don't tend to use Chrome at work, because I like that integration. But yep. it's got to work properly. And it doesn't. And I certainly don't want it to disable my browser. No. I, have you ever heard of writing code that fails gracefully, Apple? I mean, I presume what was happening is that Safari was talking to an Apple server that was that was populating these results uh and the server broke and that's yeah. why it stopped working but if it if it doesn't work just time out and move on don't yeah. break the flipping browser 
It's it's insane. It, it drives me up the wall how great the ideas that Apple has and how piss poor the execution is when it comes to their online services. I mean, you know, I it, for, when it first came out with El Capitan and iOS 9, I had that whole thing. If my phone rings, it's, it pick, I could pick it up on my Mac and... Uh, that completely stopped working correctly almost immediately. I had to turn it off. It was so bad. Um, mm-hmm. I have a MacBook Air that I take with me when I'm on the road that runs the display in our portable booth for OWC. And I and I obviously, it's a MacBook Air, so I don't ship it separately. I keep it with me. And I needed something. Um, there was a file that I needed. So I signed in with my iCloud account to it. Got what I needed, forgot to sign out. I go to the next show and it asked me for my iCloud password. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I signed in. So I literally went in and signed out. And uh, if you go to system preferences, iCloud, uh, you could l- just click sign out, right? Yeah. And it gives you all these warnings. Oh, and Safari won't. Calendar, reminders. Ca- yeah. I mean, it's constantly warning. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes, turn it off. I already said stop. Just stop. So I turned it off completely. It's not on. The next day I opened the MacBook, it asked for my password again for that iCloud account. I'm like, are you serious? I already told you. And now this is a laptop that's running a display. I can't have this popping up in the middle of the day. It yeah. just it it just ticks me. I literally had to start a new account that wasn't tied to anything, drag the uh or copy the uh the video that we're just running full screen on a loop over to that account and just let it go it finally stopped asking but it's like really how it it makes no sense it just drives me up the wall so Mm. apple hire somebody that just knows what they're doing with your services because you're so bad at it It, you get such a black eye because of this i think the problem with it you know this is becoming an issue with apple now it's kind of cute it was cute for a long time it was a case of i never thought it was cute we, we no, no, it's, it was cute that they had not very many people, that everyone was always surprised that they were sat on a mountain of cash, they were the most profitable company in the world, and yet they did it all with a, a relatively small workforce. Yeah. You know, it was it was to be admired. It, it, it was part of the Apple kind of mythos, and also there was a, a, a kind of a, a, an implicit expression that the reason they were so careful about the quality of their products and the way they looked and the way they worked and everything was because of the small teams and because it kept them focused and all that sort of thing that's fine but the thing is they have now gone way beyond that they are doing so many things so many products that they need more decent people particularly in the internet services area and they just refuse to do it and i don't understand i can't imagine Google and Facebook and everything is sucking all the talent up. And if it is in 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 San Francisco, Palo Alto, everything, then fine. Move the internet services somewhere else. Set them up in Boston, Baltimore, Zimbabwe. I don't care. Just somewhere where people want to go and work for them and fix this stuff. It, it just you know it, because it, it really is starting to tarnish their reputation now. It, it's it's you know? more. I, it's yeah. It, I can't even describe how how frustrated I am with that. It, it, it's just it's unexcusable, inexcusable in 2016 yeah. to be this bad at what is essentially the, all these connected devices. There's no question that Apple has the best hardware, and I don't think there's any question that they have the best 
software as far as OSs are concerned with both uh, Mac OS and iOS. By far, they're, they're so much better than the competition. But the services that run underneath a lot of this now, and you know what, David, I think that's right there's a problem. It doesn't run underneath, it runs on top of. Whereas yeah. Google services on Android as well as Chromebooks run underneath everything. And, and the same thing could probably be said with Amazon. It's not tacked on the way it feels with iOS and macOS. And this tacked on approach just isn't working. I mean, it, it's just no. not. And the thing is, Apple always had this reputation of it just works. And back in the day, because OS X did just work, because iOS did just work and everything else was horrible... The, you know they could get away with that but yeah. now if it just works it includes these these services are as important as the operating system to everybody yeah. they're what you buy these devices for and if they don't just work in fact they suck for, for these various reasons and the stupid thing is night it's not the fit and finish it's not the feel and everything it's just basic plumbing yep it should be the bit that you get right and once you get right everything else becomes becomes better but you can't you can't get the basic plumbing wrong all the time and then think oh well it's it looks really good and it's got nice function so everyone's going to put up with the fact that plumbing sucks yep and you know this is kind of where i've been at for a long time that apple has a tendency to be successful at something and then they start resting on their laurels and i see this as an epidemic that seems to be permeating the entire company at this point I don't see anything Apple's coming out with that is just brilliant across the board. Uh, El Capitan, it's good. It's not brilliant. And the services aspect of it suck. iOS, it's really good. But the services that drive a lot of these technologies underneath it aren't very good. The I, the, the watch, I, I don't I, the watch is a product looking for a problem that hasn't found one yet. That's why hardly anybody's buying them compared to past Apple products. I know you have one. I know Leanne has one. She's happy with it. But a lot of the people that I talked to, and, and, and this was a conversation I was having on the road, I would see someone wearing one, which wasn't very often, to be honest. Uh, it, it was more than an Android Wear watch. Um, yeah. Nobody wants those. If you go on Craigslist here in the U.S. and look for Android Watch, there's thousands. People are just yeah. unopened, never used, <laughs> 50 <laughs> bucks. You're like, wow, they can't yeah. give them away. Um, the people that have an Apple Watch always seem to like it, and I ask what they use it for, and they struggle. They're like, well, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I would agree, but the best part by far of the Apple Watch is the health stuff uh, and the notification stuff. Those things are pretty good. Yeah, Everything yeah. else... You know, my, uh, Leanne really. I but for the price that. that the Apple Watch cost, yeah. is it is it that? Mm, I, notifications. I, I, it, it, it's it's the upper end. Notifications the are getting way out of control. By the way. Uh, well, I mean, you can kind of pen them down the watch to to work the way you want them to. And um, you know, my my wife is the sort of person who would be irritated if it was beeping at her all the time. It doesn't. She's got it she, without much, without any effort from me. She's got it just the way she wants it. That's good. So but the thing is, I asked her yesterday. I said, um, I said, you really? She says, I really, really love my watch. However, she doesn't run any apps on it at all. She doesn't use any third party apps because those are pretty much universally terrible yeah um and not not worth using um so the 
I think the Apple Watch fits a niche, but it is a niche. And, yeah, uh, and I think what is it? Question mark. Three hundred dollars entry price. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a very pricey thing. Yeah. You know, cert- certainly is is a very pricey thing, but you know, it's very much a luxury device. Um, it's not going to be mass market that thing unless the, the functionality completely improves. But here's the problem: the watch suffers from the same sort of problems that iCloud does, yeah. in that it has to talk to the phone. And the connection between the watch and the phone is flaky. Yep. Sometimes it works great, other times it doesn't. So, and, and it needs to be rock-solid reliable. By the way, if you hear me typing, it's because I'm... What happens is, a lot of times we'll, we'll finish TechFan. And it's an hour before I can go back and start writing up the show notes. And I completely forget about half the stuff we talked about. Yeah. So on this episode... Because David and I were completely unprepared, didn't have any notes at all, <laughs> no topics selected yeah. ahead of time. I'm kind of writing down some highlights, so it'll make it easier when I have to go back and uh, fill out the show notes. Hey, David, before we wrap this episode up, uh, I think the last time we talked, I was talking about Richard Phillips. Um, you had read the yeah. Roe Project books as well. And I said, yeah. oh, there's three prequel books to it about Jack the Ripper. Uh, mm-hmm. did, and you went and bought them. Did, have you read them? I haven't. Uh, when I go on my trip, I'm going to catch up on my mm-hmm. reading because I've not had time to do it yet. You'll like them. And you know what's funny is I'm actually rereading the Rope series now because it's mm-hmm. been, what, five years since they came out? Four years? Yeah. And uh, they're better books now that I've already read the other, the prequels because I know who Janet and Jack are a lot better now. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm halfway through the second book. It's pretty good. Cool. When I was in uh, Orlando, I got to see Russ Walkowicz, who is uh, the longtime editor at MyMac. He doesn't really do any editing anymore. He, I sent him my stuff, and he edits it for me. Um, right. But he's been a contributor of MyMac since 96. The last time I saw him was in, I think, actually, he started in 95, the end of 95, maybe. I forget. I think, it, I think he actually started in the very first year, so 1995. Uh, he was in Detroit. At one point for 96 and he drove over and visited me. It's my, my oldest daughter was not even one years old yet. And that was the last time I saw Russ until two weeks ago in, uh, Orlando, Florida. That was cool. That was really cool. And, uh, I got to see another old friend named Mark Thornton. I've known him since the third grade. He, he came over and picked me up every night, except for the night that I hung out with Russ. All right. And then uh, I was in uh, Anaheim, California. So basically the two meccas of Disney yeah, was where right. I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, my hotel was literally right across the street from Disney World, right across the street. And every night, and you could set your watch by it, Disney has fireworks. So I got to, for five nights in a row, either see or hear the Disney fireworks. And they last for about... Cool. 20 minutes. Now it's cool the first two nights. The third night, you're like, ugh, here we go again. And they're loud because it's, again, right across the street. I uh, I was once flying to Miami and we flew over Orlando as the fireworks went off. Oh, I bet that's and cool. And we could see them in, in, Disney, in Disney World. That was, that was very cool, yeah. So the one in Anaheim is Disneyland and it's the original. Yeah. It's the first one. A friend uh, from the... Uh, I'll say from MyMac.com because I met her Years ago at Macworld Expo, uh, she was kind of uh, covering the Mac scene too. Liana LaHue, 
uh, she actually lives down there. I didn't know that. So when I had checked into some hotel or something, she was like, Hey, you're in Anaheim. You want to get together and, uh, maybe you want to go over and see Disney. And you know, I did, but I, I told her, I said, I, I'm, I can't have you pay for me to go into Disney because it's a hundred dollars. I was like, no way. Yeah. Well, her, where her brother's been with Disney since the eighties. So he got us in for free. So he literally wow. walked us in and then left. So it was just me and, uh, her got to hang out. Uh, she's, she's a great person. I really like her. I haven't seen her. Well, actually I saw her last year, but other than that, I hadn't seen her for years and years. Um, great person. I really liked her a lot. I really appreciate it, but I got to see Disney. I didn't go on any rides or anything. We, we basically just walked around the whole place, ate and said, see you later. <laughs> uh, and we talked about yeah. some podcasting because she's actually interested in, in really getting back into podcasting. So maybe something will come of that. She might join the stoplight network. Um, you know, she's, but I got to see Disney and I've never mm-hmm. been in there before and it was all pretty cool. But I tell you, dude, uh, the part that I liked the most, other than the Star Wars stuff, that was pretty cool. They had fake props in there. I mean, it was it was clearly like plastic injection molding, like yeah. like the the motorbike that Daisy or what's her name um, Ray rides at the beginning. Yeah, they have that yeah. in there, full size, looks real, but you kind of look a little more closely and you're like, okay, it's all fake. Um, yeah, was the Cars World, dude. You yeah, really, you, it's like being in the movie. I mean, the buildings, the one slowly blinking light. I mean, it is just amazing. Um, so I, re- I highly recommend Disneyland. There's not a lot of rides though. So if you're, if you're that guy or girl that re- just, you want to go on all the rides, Disneyland's not the place you go to Cedar point or so, six flags or Disney yeah. world. So, so we're um, yeah, we're going to be um, we're going to be in, as I say, in Florida in a couple of weeks. So we'll probably go go up to Orlando for a. I don't know whether we'll do a day or two days. We we certainly want to go to Universal because I haven't been that since been there since I was, you know, pr- probably for at least twenty years. So that will have changed a lot. Well, I saw some but, of Universal because uh, Mark Thornton and I went to the Universal Walk thing where there's restaurants. You don't right. have to pay to get in. We went and had bubblegum shrimp, which was really good. But I, I caught a, a good glimpse of Harry Potter world. I totally want to go there. I want to, yeah. I want to go through the wizarding world of Harry Potter too, because I'm a huge Potter fan. I'm really looking forward to the new movie too, but yeah. it, it's right there. You've got to go in there if you're Harry Potter. Yeah, fans. well, we'll do that, but we, we, we think, we're not sure the kids are going to be, I think they'll find it interesting, but I don't think they'll be really excited for it, but I, I think they probably will get more out of Disney. Have they so watched we'll probably do. Have they watched the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, yeah, they see, they've seen them all. Okay, yeah. not yeah, they're just not that big of fans. Uh, yeah. I'd, well, Charlotte's probably a bit young. Yeah, because she's only six. So you know, you know, at that age, a lot of movies just kind of go straight over your head. Uh, and I don't know if Alexander you if you sit her down and watch the first Harry Potter again with her, she's probably going to be way more into it than the last time she see, saw. You know what? You're right because she's a little bit older, and she yeah. has been watching a lot of uh, magic shows. She's just been she's just seen like um. It was kind of a kid's version of Charmed on um, Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, I know. Amazon, yeah. Amazon shows. Yeah. Just that magic. I, I, I just, wanted the girl. She's uh, crazy for that. Well, I, I try to get Brooke and Cole to watch it, and they're like, eh. I understand Cole doesn't watch want to watch it because it's girls. Um, and he's all into, no, I like boy things, not girl things at all. And he's almost offended if you want to show him a, like, Supergirl. It's a good show, but he doesn't want to watch it because it's Supergirl. 
But then Brooke and I will sit there and watch it, and I and he'll be playing, but on those he'll stop playing to watch it. And then when I catch him doing it, he's like, "Oh, I wasn't watching it. I'm I'm playing with my little Soro figures here." Um, that show amazes me because that that show really shows you know kind of what what you can do on a TV budget nowadays because it's look at, it's look at a Flash. lot better than a lot of superhero movies or, and the Flash as well. Yeah, have you seen um, Legends of Tomorrow? Not yet because it's it's, um, it's not out here. I'm looking yeah. forward to it because we we like all that. We we started watching Arrow from the beginning because we never really picked up yeah. into that. Uh, Peter and, Cohen uh, had a good point on Arrow on Facebook. He finally gave up on it because it's so dour. It's so yeah. And there's always like this the one big threat per season that they have to overcome. And I I, I loved Arrow for the first couple seasons, but it's just like, can you lighten it up a little bit? Look at Flash. Flash started because of Arrow. That's that's where his origin story happened. And Flash is such a great show. I want yeah. to live in that world. There's no way I would want to live in the Arrow world. All the stuff that happens to the city, and I'm protecting the city, and I, I start out as a killer, but eventually I learn I'm not going to be a killer. And uh stop. Just stop. Well, if, interestingly enough, I read something the other day uh, about Arrow. They said that they didn't think the show really worked until they brought the sidekicks in. You know the girl who's the computer geek. Yeah, yeah. This who's who who brought a lot, into, but pretty much the only lightness to it. And the and they only felt lightness. They didn't really find it. It they did. They felt it didn't really even really find its legs until till they brought her in. I would um, agree with that, but uh, she's not enough. Yeah, she's just not enough. No. Honestly, I think the only thing at this point that would, and I'm still watching it. Don't get me wrong, even though I haven't watched the last two episodes. Um, I think John Dingle, Dingle. The, yeah. Who knows what his last name actually is? I think they should make it Diggle. Diggle, Diggle not Dingle. Ding, Diggle. 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 Yeah. John Diggle. That's Diggle should be his middle name. You should find out that yeah. his last name is actually Stewart. So his name would be John Stewart, which is a Green Lantern. Yeah. And then they make right. him the Green Lantern on Green Arrow. Lantern. That yeah. would make the show a thousand times better. I bet they don't have the rights to Green Lantern, though. Yes, they do. They've got the rights to no, everything. Right. You know, really, it's it's complicated, isn't it? Because what they do is they protect some characters for the movies, which means that you can't use them on the TV. Well, I think that's they made a, a huge TV mistake. Shows have, yeah, have seconds. That's why the TV shows have what effectively are second string DC characters. You know, but uh, the, I mean, even but, Superman in Supergirl, you only ever get to see him as a kind of like a, a wavy shadow, right? Because he's not allowed to be on the show because he's reserved for the movies. But it's different. It's a different universe, and. I, DC I, I is that, continuously but. screwing up because they have Gotham, which has nothing to do with Arrow or the Flash, and they have Supergirl, yeah. which has nothing to do with Gotham, the Flash, or the Arrow. Or it, it, okay, so now you have three different universes just on television. DC, good job, great <laughs> job. So so fantastic. What they started doing with on the WB with Flash and Green Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, they are all part of the same world. They all can cross which, over at any time. Sense. Well, it yeah. it's so much better. In fact, in fact those, those later shows would not exist if it hadn't been for those characters being introduced in Arrow. Exactly. And, That's exactly no, right. And then, and then the people introduced in Arrow have been spun off into Legends of Tomorrow. It makes perfect sense. And well, you, you Arrow and Flash. You root for these characters. Well, no, half the guys in Legends of Tomorrow came out of uh, the Flash. Right. Captain Cold and um, the Heat guy, the heat guy and, and and they they were all in the Flash. That's that's where they yeah. started. Well, it's happening. So half. you can't you get to know these characters. You start to root for these characters. I mean, the 
I think the Captain Cold guy is a breakout character because of the performance. He's just so good at being a badass. It, and yeah, he's he's so playing the role perfectly. This this exactly. smarmy like, you know, attitude. Exactly. I, I'm not and, a hero. I'm, yeah, he's, he looks around. He goes, you know, every, everyone knows I am the smartest guy in this room. Whether he is or not, he right. doesn't care. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I have a cold gun. <laughs> yes, but uh, DC just continuously drops the ball. I mean, the Flash is their most popular character on TV right now by far. Oh, but we're going to cast him with a different person for the movies because uh, the TV is second string. That doesn't really stupid. Just stupid. Marvel is so kicking their butt when it comes to this kind of thing. And and again, you know that uh, the Justice League stuff in the movies is going to need to be lightened up. It's because they made a Superman movie that was dark as a Batman movie. And now Now this new one looks like it's going to be even darker. (laughs) Brooding Ben Affleck with a chip on his shirt. But then they show Captain America, which is you know is going to be a little bit darker uh, because it's the Civil War. But it feels like a superhero movie. It still feels like a Marvel movie. And Marvel has been so smart that they've had a political thriller, which was Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. They've had a comedy caper film, which was Ant-Man, which was brilliant. Uh, I mean, whatever the character is, they craft the movies around the strengths of that character. And it just works in the world. Not everything is so freaking dark and explodey, DC. Come on. All DC has to do is look at their Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons. Just mimic that. It was so brilliant. And not only that, the Flash on those cartoons was the funny guy. He was. So they could bring the guy. They could bring Grant Gustin in from the TV series, and he would line it up. That's exactly what they need. You know. Yep. The, you know what they're going to do? They're going to have this young kid playing Spider Man on there. Yeah. And, and in the movies. Yeah, and uh, and the, the, you know it's gonna it's gonna completely transform the dynamic, dynamic again, and then the DC guys are gonna be be going, oh, how do we replicate that? Because yep. they basically they they are they, at the moment they are like the Samsung. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are. Like look at what Marvel does and say, well, we need to be able to copy it. Oh look, Marvel's got a multiple universe. Marvel's got bringing multiple characters together. Let we've got a world building. We've got to do that. You know, how do we do that now? <laughs> Yeah, they try to do it all at once, and it's just... I hope it works. Don't get me wrong. Because let's be honest, DC has the most iconic superheroes of all time. Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Flash, Green Arrow, Green... Well, not Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Nobody that Marvel has can compare until now. Marvel's done such a a brilliant job. 20 years ago, hardly anybody really knew who Captain America was. Or Thor. Yeah, he was... well, Captain America was very much was a kind of a, you know an old school superhero. Yeah. It was like the, all Marvel had up guy. until recently was was Spider Man and the Hulk. Those were their two big and yeah. and a little they, bit Wolverine. But yeah, now, they, what did they lead with? They yeah. they led the this resurgence with Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's going, "Who the hell's Iron Man?" Yep, and it, and it kicked ass. Yeah, and now all of a Absolutely. sudden, Iron Man for kids, for our kids. Iron Man is as big, if not bigger, than Superman. Now, a lot of people listen yeah. to this going, oh, there's no way. Superman's much more iconic. Everyone knows who Superman is. Yes. But the younger generation, I'm going to say from 15 and younger, they didn't grow up with Superman, Christopher Reeves. They didn't grow up. They grew up with Tony Stark and Iron Man, Captain America. 
I mean, they're they're more iconic to the younger generation because they've been in more movies and they've been in good movies. So I don't know how we we delved into this, but we got there. So we should probably get ourselves out, wrap this episode of Tech Fan up. David and I, like I said at the beginning of this segment, would love to hear from you. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, or simply send us an email, the show at techfanpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to come on the show, let us know. We can see if we can uh, squeeze you in. I know our buddy from the podcast Digest was interested, David. I'd like to get him on the show soon again. Sure. You know, the last time we kind of did a, a kind of a quasi interview with him, just get him on the show to hang out and, and talk tech with us. Let's do that. That'd be yeah. fun. So, Dan, let's get you on the show soon. That was his name, right? Yeah. Dan, yeah. I thought so, but then I said it and I, I started doubting myself. I need more sleep. I'm not going to get it tomorrow. i got to wake <laughs> up at 4 a.m. and drive to Chicago. So, David, happy Sunday to you. It was fun to talk. Good. Speak to you soon. All right. Bye.